Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Man, am I a happy guy today. For once in my life, at least on paper, the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 looks like they did something that makes sense in the first round of the NFL draft. Now, somebody who's been a fan of this organization for a long time, somebody will break his leg, you know, something like that's going to happen. You know that because it's the Jets. But give them credit. I think they had a hell of a first round. The Jaguars, when Seth was producing yesterday, he and I, what did we talk about yet? And who'd they pick? It, it may end up being the best pick in the world. Okay? We don't know that. But just from a need standpoint, that, that was curious. A couple of trades that were made were interesting as well. We'll get your reaction. And, and look, I'm not a big giant. I don't dislike the New York Giants. But both New York teams seemingly got it right. Had a pretty good draft. So, we'll talk about that. But first, we hope to be talking with LSU softball coach Beth Torina. LSU hosting Florida, the final SEC series of the year for the Gators. LSU ranked number 19. The Gators are ranked either 9th or 10th, depending on your point of view. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, it'll be They'll have their senior night. And we'll see what happens also today. Nick Mingione, the Kentucky baseball coach, had a chance to talk to him this morning. Uh, you'll hear that interview as Gator Baseball gets set to play a very important series with Kentucky. It's important for Kentucky, too. I mean, they're in the same boat that Florida is in. So, important for them, too. You'll hear that game here tonight. And then one of our grads, Chris Kirshner, who covers the Atlanta Hawks and the NBA for the Athletic, will talk about the Hawks and will talk about uh, the NBA playoffs a uh, couple of really good games last night so uh, Jason Bennett's going to produce today we'll hopefully have an active phone day from you and we'll end the week on a good note I hope but LSU 31 and 17 10 and 8 in the league the Gators 36 and 12 11 and 10 in the league and now LSU softball coach Beth Torino now joins us Beth, thanks for doing this again. Welcome in. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to be on with you. Beth, uh, as you look at uh, 48 games here and a rugged SEC, uh, it's the final SEC series for the Gators, I know. Uh, from a 48-game, you know, over-the-top view, how, what's this season been like for you? Are you satisfied with where you are? I think, honestly, we're where we expect it to be, hope to be maybe a little better than where we're at. But we had a young team that we kind of set out to just grow them as the season went. And 
they've continued to get better and better as the season's gone on. So I like the growth I've seen in our team. I think you know they're in a good spot moving forward as we head into the tournament and the postseason. Uh, I, I couldn't wait to ask you this because, you know, you pitched here. And when you pitched here, there were not a lot of pitchers on rosters in the SEC necessarily. And, and a lot of times it was one pitcher that logged a lot of innings. That's really changed now. There is a lot of pitchers on rosters now. Um, is that a good thing for the sport? And, and do you like that, the way that sort of morphed into, you know, different pitchers getting chances? I think it is what it is. I don't know if I like it or I don't like it, but it's where we are. You know, um, the numbers for the SEC this year are just crazy with how inflated that ERA is. We're up higher than we've ever been. More yeah. hits, more walks, more all of it, you know. So I think we're all just trying to figure it out as we go. I've offered to start a support group for pitching coaches because I think we need it this year, you know. Um, it's been a long one. It's been a rough one, but um, we're figuring it out, and I do think it's given opportunities to a lot of different young women, which is cool. Uh, you're going to have your, your senior day as well. You don't have a lot of them, but uh, you know, discuss those Perkins and Sinceri and, and those young ladies and what they've done for your program. Yeah, Jordan Perkins and Shelby Wickersham, I think I've known both of them since they were 12 years old, being in-state kids, and um, they feel like part of the family, you know, so you're losing a piece of your heart there. And then Shelby Sinceri is just a name that's synonymous with LSU softball. I feel like uh, for as long as I can remember back, we've been writing a lineup, and the name Shelby Sinceri has been in it in some way, shape, or form. So um, it's going to be a big loss for us. It's going to be a special weekend honoring them. Uh, as you look at your team, I-, I love what Coffee's done for you, almost hitting 400. Do you like the way you're swinging it? I, I love the table setters at the top, if you even call them that, because they're great hitters in their own right. But I love what they've done for this lineup. I think they're as tough a one-two punch as anywhere in the country. You know, they're they're so special, and they're creating huge opportunities for them behind for the hitters behind them. You know, Georgia Clark has the top of the league in RBI numbers, but an RBI is an opportunity stat, right? You got to have people on base in front of you to have that number. So the fact that they're there and giving us a chance to to hit them in has been huge. You know, one of the things uh, you mentioned about the SEC, I didn't realize, Beth, that the all-time series is tied 35-35 with LSU in Florida. When you look at this Florida team, what do you see? Well, I didn't realize that either until now. Now that seems like added pressure on this thing here, you know? <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I will say as an alum of Florida, I mean, what Tim Walton has been able to do with that program is truly just incredible. I mean, it's been virtually flawless. Um, Not only have they been great, but they've been at the top of the country every single year. The consistency that he's produced great teams is just incredible. So I hope the people there in Gainesville realize what they've got. They've got a great coach and a great program. And being an alum, it makes me very proud to see. Now, this weekend, I hope they lose every game. And I'm pulling for purple and gold, of course, right? But um, just being an alum, I think he's done such a great job. Uh, it's it's amazing. You know, it, it's kind of this way in baseball too. I mean, Arkansas has had a great year, but there's a lot of teams with you know, like you in Florida, you know, with similar records in the SEC. And I I don't know that fans really realize even when you play the so-called bottom teams in this league, it's most of the time pretty tough weekend, isn't it? I mean, our bottom team is like 28 in RPI. So and there's 300 softball teams. So we're still talking about a really, really good team. There is no off weekend. There is no moment to catch your breath. Like you're showing up with your best game or you're getting beat every time you take the field in this league. Last question for you. Where do you think, Beth, you've improved the most from the start of the season to now? I think. 
think our offense has been incredible lately. I think, you know, the way they're producing, just the way they're finding ways on base, they're swinging for power, they're hitting for average, they're, they're you know, just having increased on-base percentage numbers. Like, the way they have been doing that in our last few games has been incredible. So I love the consistency of our offense. I think um, we, we were able to settle down our defense early. We had some people that had never played the positions they were in. You know, Danica Coffey's a middle infielder playing third base. So I think as time has gone, we've gotten more and more consistency out of them, and that's been a big factor for our improvement as the season's gone on. I have to end with this. I've asked every coach, Beth, whether it's baseball, softball, your thoughts on the portal and, and what that's doing to the sport. I do think it's necessary. I mean, I think, like, we've got to give student-athletes an opportunity to go where they're comfortable, to find a good fit. I I have not personally been in it very often, honestly, with COVID and the way our roster has fallen. Like, we've had a really large roster for the past three or four years. So it really hasn't been something I've had to deal with or, you know, had to use. We've had some key people that we've gotten as transfers in my time here, but they've there's only been a few, you know. Um, just the way our roster goes. I love our kids that are here for four years. Um, I love the ones that are here building our culture, growing our culture from day one. So I think that's special, but um, I think there's a place for everybody. All right, Beth's team, uh, hot lately. They've won nine of their last 11, and we'll see what happens in this series. It's Florida's last SEC series. I believe you have Mississippi State, right, Beth? Is that correct? We do, yeah. Coming up, yep. And that'll be LSU's final one, so... Always appreciate you taking time, Beth. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for the opportunity. You got it. Beth Torina pitched for the Gators back in the day. Uh, and she's done a really good job as the head coach at LSU. Uh, all right. Uh, it'll be us today. Call us up, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Before I go any further, I want to congratulate all our grads in our college. Uh, it's a very special day. It's always a sad day for me. Uh, it's bitter. I shouldn't say it's bittersweet. You know, you see some of these kids when they're freshmen and you see them literally, literally grow up uh, in front of your eyes over four years. So it's, it's, it's really cool. And, uh, you know, yesterday, Maddie Camparisi stopped by uh, she's going to be working with the Ravens. Um, another one is working with the Minnesota Twins. So it's it's so cool to see them leave here uh, and get work. It's cool. Twelve thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Ladies and gentlemen, Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville gives you a very unique choice because it gives you a chance to choose a vehicle other than a new one. That's right. And they're the only place that specializes in this. You know, you can go to a car dealership, they got new ones, oh, they have a used car section. No, not Southeast Car Agency. It's what they have been doing, the Cousins family's been doing for 40-plus years. That's it. They don't have any new vehicles. They have the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. Check them out online, secars.com. You can check out the price. All the pertinent information is there. 
You can go see him in person and check him out as well. Test drive them. Their sales staff is there to answer any questions you might have, and they really know their stuff. But you know what to do. When you go see him in person, tell him Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. That I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Looking to make your garden fresh and new this spring? Quality Green Specialists in DeLand has what you're looking for. Fancy shrubs, large trees like magnolias and hollies, beautiful flowers like supertunias and azaleas, olives, citrus, peaches, blueberries, vegetables and herbs too. Enjoy gardening at its best. Select from our quality fertilizers and organics like azomite. Great plants, sustainable products. Friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, DeLand and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. We are all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. Earth Day may have passed, but you don't need a holiday to celebrate the Earth. Here are some simple things that will have a long-term impact. Make the switch to eco-friendly cleaning products, or make your own from ingredients like Castile soap and vinegar. Spend more time outside instead of watching TV and using electricity, and walk or bike to close destinations. That way, both you and the Earth can celebrate. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sure, he's a happy guy today with commencement for the spring taking place. Jason says we got full phone lines, and that's good. Let's start with Mike. Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Yeah, I didn't think you'd show up to work today. I figured you'd be staying home celebrating the Jets' outstanding, at least on paper, draft today. I mean, they got probably the top-rated defensive back. They got probably either the first or second-rated wide receiver, and they got a top 10, 15 talent who slipped all the way to almost to, to number 30. I mean, the New York Papers must be over the moon about this draft. Yeah, the Giants actually had a good draft, too, I think. So, yeah, very unusual. Um, and, uh, look... I'm I'm waiting for the shoe to fall, you know. Somebody will get hurt or whatever. But that said, uh, on paper, really good draft for the Jets. Really good draft. 
Yeah, I'm the Jaguars. I really like what they did when they traded back in the first round to draft a linebacker from Utah. The overall number one pick, you know, I think the jury's going to be out. I mean, you know me, Steve. I'm an Ohio State fan. So it's really hard for me to keep a lot of praise on a Michigan player. But sometimes I think teams just don't get so caught up in pro day workouts and combine workouts that they overlook what a player does during the regular season. And to me, I think they might have been better going with substance with Hutchinson over style with uh, Walker. Although you could say because Georgia had so many defensive players drafted in the first round and maybe Walker just sort of got you know caught in the wash. Well, I think if you're a Jags fan, some fans may be wondering why they didn't pick a receiver or an offensive lineman because that seemed to be a bigger need. Give Trevor Lawrence more weapons to throw to or better protect him. I'm not saying that who they drafted is a bad player because obviously I don't, I don't think he is, but it was a bit curious. Like the, like the uh, Packers not getting a receiver. That was a little a head-scratcher too, but we'll see how it all works out. Yeah, speaking of the Packers and your Jets, you know, you know, there's a certain receiver out there in San Francisco who was rumored to go to the Jets, and if the Jets picked Garrett Wilson, you know, Green Bay could be really in play for Debo Samuel. Well, but that's, there's a little asterisk with that, though, okay? If the asking price, Mike, is two first-round picks, I don't know what the Packers have that, you know, what they would do to package him, because that trade has now not been made. Well, then the first round's gone. So now what happens? Now what, what is the, what's the get for Debo Samuel, so to speak? So that, that's going to be interesting to me. All right, thanks a lot, Steve. Mike, appreciate you. Bring John in. Hi, John. Good afternoon, Steve. Uh, yeah, Mike just kind of stole a little by my thunder, but that's okay. I'm kind of piggybacking on it anyway. Um, you're talking about Debo Sam- Samuels. Um, I, I agree with you that, you know, what do you kind of package can you do after you're out of the first round? But unless, you know, the, the, the pack, let's talk about the Packers, if they want to mortgage their future, because let's face it, you know, two, maybe three more years with, with Rodgers, if they could get a Debo Samuels, you know, maybe, you know, solidify their opportunities to win a Super Bowl and worry about worry about what goes on later on and, you know, maybe two or three first-round picks later on down the road. I don't know. That's that's something to debate about down the, down the road. Well, here's, um, what, here's what we don't know either. We don't know what the Packers tried to do because from somebody I – actually, two people I talked to today, they did try to trade up. Right. But it wasn't successful. So sometimes when fans, well, they didn't get a receiver. Well, right, right. maybe they tried and didn't. So we'll see where they go from here. Right. Switching to South Raising what I call softball. Um, I'm really impressed with the, the LSU coach, and you know, not, not because she was uh, an ex-Gator, but, I mean, not to say I'm trying to run Tim out. I think she would be an excellent candidate, you know, if, if he sometimes decided to go and go back out to the Oklahoma area. Who knows? Maybe Oklahoma State would kind of, you know, be a team. I don't even know their coaches. I'm not trying to run anybody off, but uh, I think she'd be an excellent candidate if he ever decided to go. And another person, she's never really I – mean, she left here to go to Oklahoma was uh, Jen Rose. I thought I thought maybe she'd be a, a good candidate. And she's still and she's still a pitching coach for them? Yes, she is. Yeah, so I thought maybe even she's kind of like waiting her – waiting in the wings to take over the Oklahoma program, or I don't know, because I thought she was – when she was here, I, th- I thought she, she – I mean, not because of the talent of pitches, but I thought she did a really good job of handling them, and, and that was something that that 
Tim's really didn't really have to to deal with him. I mean, yeah, he would go out to the mound, but I think she took care of the majority of that. So anyway, those two two candidates and down the road, if it ever happened, I hope it doesn't happen because I love Tim Tim dearly. So anyway, Steve, you have a great weekend. I'm glad you're doing better. You know, after last week, so you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you later. John, thank you. I appreciate your call. Let's bring Austin to Sports Scene. Hi, Austin. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just uh, looking forward to uh, this weekend series with uh, Kentucky uh, in baseball. Um, you know, I, it, I was disappointed that we didn't at least get one um, game, and it was just a heartbreaker on Sunday when we lost to uh, to uh, Tennessee. But it was just the you know similar thing we've kind of experienced all year, and you've kind of talked about all year is just the you know defensive errors and untimely hits for the other team. It's just kind of that pattern that has kind of doomed us all year long, and just like not being able to hit get clutch hits on the um on our side but um you know i think hopefully the uh little layoff and without the midweek game kind of allowed the team to kind of um get back together and just kind of uh you know assess things a little bit but i think they're how much i think they'll have some uh you know good fight going in but uh but uh where do you think they are in terms of their mentality going into kentucky well, I know this. From the head coach on down, Austin, mm-hmm. after this past weekend, they needed a break. Mm-hmm. They needed to get away and not deal with baseball, and that's what they did. So now, if I'm Sully, I've, I've talked to my team and I've said, look, it doesn't matter what you've done to this point. What's left is what's in front of you. You still have a chance to make a regional. You still have a chance to go to the postseason. It starts here. And Kentucky is really in a similar boat, mm-hmm. you know, because they're fighting to make the SEC tournament and then hopefully, you know, a shot, although I think a, a, a more difficult shot than Florida, of making the postseason. So, you know, this is an important series for both teams. And Kentucky pitches it pretty well. They both struggle hitting in the league. I think Florida's hitting 232. I think Kentucky's hitting 242 in the league. So, you know, which which team can scratch out some hits and score some runs may be the one that, you know, gets the series. Right, I agree. I think it's going to be a very close series, and we'll see what happens. But um, who's uh, – I know Barco's out, but who's pitching tonight for the Gators? Sproat. Okay, perfect. All right, thank you, Steve. Enjoy the show. Okay, Austin, thank you. Uh, BB, I can't read all of it, BB, because you sent me War and Peace here, but he says, he's a Saints fan, Seattle beat the Saints to cross, and the Saints proactively traded up and got uh, Olive before they missed on both. Uh, and then it uh, looks like the Jets did well. Yup. Surprised both the Jags and Packers didn't draft an offensive player. Uh, agreed. Uh, and George's history making draft last night sure not going to help our recruiting any. Well, I mean, yeah, and it's funny. I looked at a mock draft for next year, and that's going to change 500 times, but there were three Georgia players in the first round. Three. Let's bring uh, Tim in. Hi, Tim. Hey, Steve. Uh, I've missed you the last couple of days, but I've been wondering what your, uh, what your take on the Nolan Arenado situation and just the Mets in general is constantly getting hit in the head. What, what your take is on that. Well, I think the bigger issue here is what Chris Bassett had to say, Tim, about the baseballs. With the ball, yes. right. Um, 
that's a problem. And and yeah. it, it, what Major League, I think Major League Baseball, more than any other of the major sports, just doesn't give a damn. They react yeah. so slowly. It's like, this is what we're doing, and if you don't like it, players, and, th- and then you wonder why there's so much acrimony between the players and the owners, you know, when they get together. So I understand why the Mets are upset. You know, I mean, did, they, did, did both parties overreact a bit? Probably so. But look, you know, Alonzo's been whacked in the head twice. Right. So, I mean... And, and uh, I mean, they've been hit, what, 19 times? Yeah. times now? I mean, it's not just, you know, so that everybody has control issues with this ball, but why is, you know, and look, I'm a Braves fan. I love Pete, though, but I can't understand why they just, they don't hang over the plate. You know, they don't seem like guys who hang out over, Pete's not really, he's a big dude, but he doesn't lay his chest forward, you know no. what I mean? He doesn't no. stick his body out of the plate. So, just the fact that they keep getting so hit so often, and the way Nolan Arenado reacted to, look, it was a dangerous pitch, but there's a long history of brushbacks in baseball. Yes. And you know, I mean, that, that's a legitimate baseball play. As, as controversial as it may be, that's old baseball, and that's been a viable baseball thing for a long time. And the other and I thing. his reaction was out of control. Plus, I found it funny that he also cost them the first game with that error that should have ended the game. You know, it would have ended the game if he made the good throw in that first game of the series. So he wound up costing them that game. They lost the series, and now he's suspended for two games. So all in all, as great as Arenado is, he's not coming across as a real smart guy. You know? No, he's had better, better uh, stretches of play here, no doubt. And, and the other right. thing I think too, and I don't know this, sometimes you have a lineup where the thought process is pitch him, pitch him in, pitch him right. in. Okay, we don't want them to extend their arms. Pitch him in. Well, if you get it too far in, then. You get hit. I don't know that that's the case with the Mets. I don't know. But it right. is a little odd. I understand, but I'm hoping this just goes away. And what do you think? This is an idea. You know, when this happened, my wife and I were watching the game. You know, and Pete, honestly, he wasn't having a great day. And so it was kind of, you know, it was just jarring when he got hit. But, you know, with safety being such a big issue in so many sports now in terms of, you know, even in soccer, if there's a, if there's a head injury, they stop the game now, and, and the referee stops the game and has it addressed. So, you know, there, there's targeting. People get thrown out of games. At what point do the umpires or Major League Baseball, and I know you said they don't care, say, look, if you're going to pitch these guys who have this high velocity, and that's what everybody wants right now, but we're finding guys who can't throw strikes like they used to anymore, right? And part of it is the ball. But if you're going to be making – if you hit a guy in the head, my belief is, and if, if it was like a fastball like that, you should get sat down for the day. You don't necessarily need to be suspended, but your time on the field should be over. Uh, it's, it's a safety uh, issue for players. I would not go that far because I think as somebody who's pitched, you know, I, I, I hit people I didn't intend sure. to hit. The pitch got away from me. Uh, right. That happens. Now, I never threw 95. I didn't throw 85 <laughs> for crying out loud. So right. you know, if, if right. they got hit, so what? But you get my point that I, I just I think that's too – now, if, if, you, if the umpire thinks it was intentional – well sure. then, see ya. No, no doubt. Yeah, that rule. Yeah, that yeah. rule already exists. I just, yeah. you know, with, with the movement towards head concerns and, and safety of players, I just, I, you know, it, it's just something that my wife and I toss around. I was like, I don't know. It does seem kind of crazy, but at the same time, it, you know, it, it'll keep those guys from hitting you in the head if they find out that they're going to 
be yanked out of the game if they do it. So All I right, don't know. Tim. You know, it's just thanks a lot, Steve. Yes, Appreciate sir. It. Thank you. Twelve thirty time check brought to you by Hayes Chili. Coming up, we're going to talk NBA playoffs. Chris Kirchner from the Athletic will join us. ESPN ninety-eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. If you're not careful, you can overpay for a diamond by thousands of dollars. Most people go from store to store, website to website, shopping for diamonds or looking for four C's. International Diamond Center's Robbie Blue says looking at the four C's is not enough. There are many, 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 many other criteria that affect how a diamond will look and how it will price out that very few informative sources will tell you about. That's why at IDC you get a thorough diamond education, learn the inside secrets, and understand how to avoid a costly mistake. A to Z, from Z back to A to make sure you understand the investment that you're making and making sure you don't overinvest. In the jewelry industry, you don't get that everywhere. You just get, it's pretty, it's this price, I'll discount it. Do you want to buy it? And they don't care if they ever see you again. So even if you don't buy from IDC, come see us first to learn how to be a smart shopper and buy like a dealer buys. International Diamond Center. Get store hours and directions and learn more at shopidc.com. In 1971, Jeffrey Meldon established the Meldon Law Firm. Since that time, Meldon Law Firm has been committed to helping people in need. In addition to recovering millions for clients injured in accidents, Jeffrey has written consumer guides to help folks understand how to protect themselves in the event of an accident. At Meldon Law, we won't back down in representing our clients on their road to recovery after suffering an injury. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law with offices in Ocala, Gainesville, and Lake City. This game moves fast, so in order to win, I make sure every shot counts. Every shot counts when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine, too. I got my shot months ago so I can protect myself. It's safe and effective. In the fight against COVID-19, every shot counts. Schedule your shot today. This message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Staying gorgeous into the evening with partly cloudy skies. Temperatures mild. They'll fall into the mid-70s after sunset. Overnight lows in the mid to lower 60s. Tomorrow, a mixture of sun and clouds. Warmer and more humid. Highs in the mid-80s. A few evening thunderstorms are possible. And we have a warm-up Sunday into the start of next week. Highs in the upper 80s with afternoon showers. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Everything bagel, it doesn't have a name of the flavor. It's like saying my favorite team is the NFC East. <laughs> you can't do that. you got to pick a team. I will, I will go to the mat on be the NFC. Like my favorite team is the NFC. You know, it's right. incorporating a lot of. It's the, the Rob Lowe would have a, a hat that says bagel. Like if the hat that just said NFL. You can't, everything bagel should be off the floor. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. 
The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. A little later, you'll hear our conversation with Kentucky baseball coach Nick Minjone as the Wildcats come in to play the Gators here uh, for a three-game series beginning tonight. But now, always love it when one of our grads comes back to talk to us, Chris Kirshner, Hawks beat reporter for The Athletic. Also, uh, I understand, Mr. Kirshner, now you're an adjunct professor now? I am. I teach at Georgia State. Wow. I'm telling you, every time I talk to you, add something to your resume, Chris. I love it. It's great. Good to have you. Um, let's start with the team that you cover, the Hawks. Uh, you know, maybe overachieved a little bit last year, Chris, to get where they got. But it, was, their, was their exit in the first round disappointing? How do you compare the two? I think them getting eliminated in the first round um, – was disappointing. I just think the ma- the manner in which they got there was more disappointing. I mean, an eight seed uh, upsetting a, a one seed is not uh, very common, and it, it doesn't happen usually. So it wasn't a surprise to see them lose to Miami. But I thought, and I thought other people around the organization and, and just people who watch the team closely thought that this team was going to finish higher than eighth. And even getting to eighth was a struggle in itself. In the regular season, they were the ninth seed. They had to win two games in the playing tournament to even get the opportunity to play Miami, which is obviously a tall task when, whenever you're playing the number one team in, the, in, in the, your respective conference. So I thought that was the most disappointing part of the season. They finished 43-39. and 39. It's really a struggle all year. At one point, they were 17-25. and 25. You know, they were flirting with possibly even missing the playoffs entirely at one point in the season with how much they were struggling and when you look at just the roster itself last season this team really like you said it it definitely overachieved Um, everybody was playing at at a top level and then this season when you look at the roster it was really only Trey who excelled and uh, second year center in Yeka Kongwu, John Collins really those three guys were the only ones who were playing at the same level they did last year, and everybody else was worse. And, and when you put that all together, you have a team that's struggling all season long. If you were running the show, Chris, where would you make improvements with this uh, Hawks roster? I mean, I, I, I certainly think that uh, changes are coming just because of how the season ended and because of how the regular season transpired. But when you look at what they need, I think the Miami series really showed the Hawks Uh, exactly what they need moving forward in order to take their next step. And I think you have to add a secondary ball handler for uh, Trey Young. Because of how Miami guarded Trey in the first round of the playoffs, they were putting two guys on him, three guys on him, making sure that he was going to beat them by playmaking. And and Trey is one of the better scorers. He certainly is one of the best passers, but you know where he does his, his most damage is when he's scoring and they really took that away from him. So if I was Travis Schlenk, the Hawks general manager, uh, where I'm looking to improve the roster is really getting someone who 
is a threat offensively, who can create his own shot, who can create for others. Um, you know, last night, uh, Utah gets eliminated by Dallas, and, you know, they have one of the best players in the league, and I think Utah is going to end up blowing their team up just because of, you know, this has continued now for several years for Utah. Yeah. But, you know, someone like Donovan Mitchell would be amazing for Trey. And, you know, the, the Hawks have several young players. They have the contracts to match. They have all their draft picks. So if they wanted to swing big, that's probably where I'd be starting. Let's talk about some of these other series now uh, that are going on. Uh, Milwaukee-Boston should be wonderful. Uh, yes. You know, and, and I, that might be the one I'm looking forward to watching the most. How do you view that series? Well, I think for – we'll start with Milwaukee, the reigning champs. I think losing Chris Middleton, he's yeah. already been ruled out for the entire series. I think that's a, a, a significant loss for Boston. I mean, for Milwaukee, just because Boston has – Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, two of the better perimeter players in the league. And, you know, if Middleton was healthy, he's guarding one of those guys. And Middleton's a really good defender. So you're losing Middleton, who's also, you know, a 20-plus point per game scorer. I think that's a really big loss for, for Milwaukee. Um, and then on the other side, Boston's defense has been phenomenal. They got Rob Williams back in the last series. I think that's a big addition for for the Celtics just because, you know, the Bucks have Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's really difficult to guard. And if Rob Williams was unavailable this series, I think Giannis could dominate. But now that Rob is back, you know, you can at least try and keep him in check. I mean, it's it's really difficult to keep Giannis in check anyway, but you, you have one of the better centers in Rob Williams, who, you know, is probably going to be on one of the all-defensive teams when the NBA reveals its awards. So I think when you're if I was to give a prediction, I'd go with Boston in in seven games over Milwaukee just because the Middleton loss I think is really, really important. You know, if Middleton was healthy, I'm I'm choosing Milwaukee and, and Milwaukee was the team um coming into the season I thought was going to end up being back in the finals just because of how deep they are. But, you know, anytime you lose uh, a really, really important starter in the playoffs, it's really hard to advance. So if I was to give a prediction, I'm going with Boston over Milwaukee. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. If today, not knowing the outcome of, you know, Minnesota Memphis, for example, mm-hmm. if you said, if I said to you, Chris, who's the favorite in the East? Who's the favorite in the West to get to the final? Who would you say? I'm going with Boston in the East. Um, you know, their, their defense has just been phenomenal. And, Anytime you have a top defense with two of the better scorers in, in the NBA, um, you know, you, you have a really good mix right there. So I'm going with Boston in the East. And then in the West, now that Devin Booker is, is healthy, he missed a couple of games of the New Orleans series with uh, a hamstring injury. But Phoenix has been the best team all season long. And I, I don't think it was really close. You know, I think Golden State could certainly give Phoenix a run for its money. But you know, if, if Booker is 100% healthy and, and he looked good last night in, in their closeout game over New Orleans, but um, if they stay healthy, they're going to be extremely difficult to beat. You know, Chris Paul is playing at a, at a different level. Um, and just the, the amount of defense they have, the perimeter scoring, they just have everything. They're, they're, there are no weaknesses 
on Phoenix. So my, my finals prediction right now is, is Phoenix over uh, Boston. And, you know, I think Phoenix should win that series pretty easily, even though Boston does have a really good defense. Wow. Last question. Uh, the two drama teams in the NBA, Brooklyn and the Lakers, mm-hmm. which one of those two – I, I think I'll tell you who I think. I think the, the Nets, but which one of those two teams has the best chance to make the playoffs next year? I would say the Nets. Do you agree? I agree with you. Um, the Lakers, their their salary cap situation is extremely difficult, and there's really no clear path for them to get better unless they trade Anthony Davis, which is something that you know they they don't want to do, but. If forced, like that's the only option. You know, you can trade Westbrook, but you're not getting anything significant in return. They don't have any good young players. So, I mean, their roster is, is kind of screwed with how they assembled it. And, and the Westbrook part of that is the biggest reason why, at least with Brooklyn, they also don't have uh, salary cap space. But you have younger players who show that, okay, like they, they might be able to be something in the NBA. So, I just think that Brooklyn's roster situation is in a better spot. You know, if, if they don't re-sign Kyrie, that's significant cap space that they will have. So I think just analyzing the two rosters, Brooklyn's in the better spot than Los Angeles. And in my opinion, it's not even close between the two of them. Great stuff, Chris. Where can people see your work? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Chris Kirshner. And then if you're not subscribed to The Athletic, I highly recommend you do so. All right. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate your time. And uh, before the playoffs are over, we'll get you back. Love having you back. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. You got it. Chris Kirshner has done really, really good work uh, at The Athletic covering the Atlanta Hawks and the NBA. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phone lines back up for you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Do you have joint pain in your knees or hips or shoulder or back? Pro football legend Emmett Smith knows how disruptive it is. How can you focus? How can you be at your optimal best when your body is under attack by pain? That's why Emmett's such a proponent of QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is here with regenerative options using natural biologics, non-surgical alternatives that offer lasting relief for pain in your knees, hips, lower back, and shoulders. This natural biological treatment gives them the chance to get back in the game and to have a normal life. QC Kinetics treatments laser focus on areas of intense pain, allowing your body to heal itself with no drugs so you can focus on normal life. Walking up the stairs without pain, getting on your bicycle without pain, running again, playing with the kids. Your consultation is absolutely free. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Protect your hard-earned savings from inflation with Radiant Credit Union's Adjustable Rate Certificate. Many investors are waiting and watching as interest rates continue to climb, but inflation could be eating away the value of your savings. Our new adjustable rate certificate lets you invest now, knowing that twice each year, your rate will automatically adjust to keep up with interest rates. Learn more at radiantcu.org protect. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. A recent study showed there are over 4,000 religions in the world. Now that's a lot of choices. And God has given us the freedom to believe what we want to believe. 
Yet more and more people, frustrated with organized religion, are choosing to have no religious affiliation at all. Maybe you're one of those. Perhaps you've had a bad experience or been hurt by someone in your church or synagogue. If that's the case, I can only imagine how you must feel. But please remember, Christians are not perfect people. No one is perfect. And as Christians, we often fail to model the character and the spirit of Jesus. So instead of just searching for religion, consider having a personal relationship with God through His Son, Jesus. You see, religion is based on what I think I must do for God. Christianity is based on what Jesus has done for you. It's a gift. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Next time you're driving around town, check out the car in front of you or alongside of you. There's a really good chance that that's a Southeast Car Agency tag. Why? Because the Cousins family has been selling vehicles here in North Central Florida for over 40 successful years. And only one kind, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles, no new vehicles. Steve Russell here. I drive one myself, have for years. Check them out in person, Northeast 39th Avenue or online, secars.com. Southeast Car Agency. The College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida congratulates our students who graduate this weekend. We are proud of everything you've already done and that you will accomplish in your careers. And remember, it's great to be a Florida Gator. athlete activism to athletic achievements we have you covered your home for every important sports story espn 98.1 fm 8:50 a.m wruf the home of the florida gators it's the dean of sports talk in gainesville steve russell on espn 98.1 fm at 8:50 a.m wruf you know hearing that little promo there about you know, congratulations, graduates, and all that. I will tell you, if I could do, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you feel about this. I don't really look back and say, I wish I'd done this a lot because you could, you know, scratch your eyes out thinking about what you did wrong. But there are two things that I wish I had done more here. You know, when you're a student, I think Jason can relate to this. You're worried about your next test and your next class and what I'll have an exam in and, you know, I got to get money and, you know, whatever, right? So now with phones, you can take a picture of anything. When my students ask me how it was when I was in college here, I can only really verbally tell them. I can't show them how University Avenue has undergone tremendous change since I was in school. I wish I'd taken pictures. I wish I'd taken videos when I was in school. I don't. I have that memory. I, I know, but I can't tell them that. And secondly, they have a huge advantage in that they can stay in closer touch. Uh, I've tried over the years, but it, it's hard. But, uh, you know, you... You make friends, and, and they can be lifetime friends. And, you know, some of these kids, the first kids that graduated out of here, 
Um, w when I came back, let's see, they're now, uh, I want to say, they're in their mid-40s. Think of that. The first group I had here are now in their mid-40s. It's, so congratulations to them. Is this Al? Is that right? Okay. All right. Al, welcome. Hey, Steve, I got a curious question for you. I'll try to give you a curious answer. Okay. Um, is this the first time that two programs in the same school have a new coach at the same time? Uh, how do you mean? Well, you got the new coach in football and basketball, right? Oh, you mean in the same year? Same year, yeah. I'm sure it's been done at other schools. I don't know that it's been done here. I'd have to go back and, you know, look at that. But it doesn't happen a lot. I mean, and, and look, you don't want it to happen a lot. Yeah, exactly. Because that, <laughs> that means one of two things. That means either A, your coach got fired or left, and that's not good. No. Um, so, yeah, you don't want that to happen. But Exactly. You yeah. want a coach to be there a long time. Sure, yeah. I wonder who's got the longest uh, – who, who's been at a school the longest? Here here now? Well, in any sport. Oh, God. Well, here would be uh, O'Sullivan, right? No, I think Thornquist was maybe before him. Oh, okay. Um, I want to say. I, I don't know that, top of my head. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Coach Holloway's been here a long time. Coach Walton's been here a long time. So, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that means... You know, if you if you are staying put, a you're happy where you are, and b you've been you know pretty successful, or else you wouldn't be around. So that's good. Yeah. Okay, man. Okay. Well, keep up the good work. Thank you, Al. Appreciate your call. Three nine two eight two five five. Email s russell at wruf dot com. By the way, in the SEC last night, uh, it's interesting. You know, if you think Florida is 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 doing poorly, Vanderbilt. Beaten again last night. Texas A&M beat them. And South Carolina beat Alabama. The schedule this weekend, besides those two, Auburn is at Tennessee, Mississippi State at Missouri, and Ole Miss at Arkansas, Georgia at LSU. We will see. And by the way, uh, the pitching matchups, there's a lot of TBAs around the SEC. Sprout. Tonight, Neely tomorrow, TBA Sunday for the Gators. For Kentucky, a lefty, Mason Hazelwood, just coming off Tommy John surgery, by the way. Then a righty, Zach Lee, goes in game two. They have a TBA for game three. Just to give you an idea of pitching, AM Vanderbilt, AM has a TBA uh, Saturday, Vandy has a TBA today. And Saturday, um, let's see, a TBA for LSU on Sunday, a TBA for Missouri on Sunday. A lot of pitchers have had Tommy Johns. And you know what's interesting? Remember this name. He pitched at Florida. Nolan Chris, remember him? He pitched against the Gators. He pitched the Sunday game when Florida went up there. He is the starter tonight for Georgia. They're saving their ace, Jonathan Cannon, for Saturday. And that's something Pat McMahon used to do.
when he was the coach here. McMahon would always throw his ace on Saturday. His thought process was, we're going to win on Saturday. You split the other two, and you win the series. We'll see if it pans out for Georgia. All right, we got a whole hour left. We want to get your thoughts. No calls on the draft today? Jaguar fans, nobody? 392825, I'm happy. Oh, let me also make this official. Florida has announced in women's basketball three transfers to the program. Leilani Correa is a senior guard. She comes in from St. John's. Uh, K.K. Deans, a senior guard, comes in from West Virginia. And Roshea Kyle is a junior center. She's 6'6", and she's coming here from Purdue. So Kelly Ray Finley goes to the portal and gets three to come in immediately in the portal. Get to Byron, and then we'll take our top-of-the-hour break. Byron, hello. <laughs> Steve, you, you knew I was going to call. I didn't need that. And that was a great NBA. Uh, thank you. I know I'm, you know, it's other NBA fans, but thank you, Steve. I love that. You do some great interviews. Happy Friday. Uh, Steve, I know you're not a Jags fan per se, but, you know, the little gossip up there is they really wanted Aiden, I guess, the guy out of Michigan a little more. I, I didn't know. I, I wasn't keeping up that much. But uh, just your take on that. I think they're happy with the, the cornerback out of Utah. But uh, and maybe just the grades you think for all the Florida teams and your Jets, if you want to get into all that deep. But uh, what do you think about Jacksonville? And my second thing, Steve, is a great interview with the NBA. And uh, I was just maybe even your comments about Utah. I remember last year or so I was bragging about them. I thought Phoenix came on and Utah was the team to beat last year. So what a collapse they have. And what are they going to do with that team? Like you saying that with like he was saying with Atlanta. You know, it's amazing they were an eight seed, like he's saying, and slipped in there. And I would have been happy with Orlando doing that. But, gosh, they aren't happy. And what is Orlando even saying? And, and will they make it in the 10th of the, the playoffs next year? There's a question, Steve. I don't think me and you can answer. But thanks a lot and great show as always. Go Gators. Byron, thanks. Um, all right. For, for Jacksonville with Walker, I, I would have gone receiver – or offensive lineman there. I that to me seems like a more glaring need than what you know a defensive lineman is. The uh, the Bucks had a pick. The Dolphins didn't. And I'll say this: if you look at what the Jags did, they got Lloyd, the guy he mentioned from. Utah, they made a move to get him. And I think he's really good. I think he's like Devin White is for Tampa. That's how good I think he can be. He could end up being a really good pick. But a lot of Georgia dudes were picked last night. Um, when the Jets went Gardner at four, one scout told me, terrific player, but he uses his hands a lot, that he gets called for holding. So that, I think, they'll have to work on. But remember, if you're playing in the East, right, who do you have to stop? Buffalo. They got great receivers. You better have corners that can play. That's why I like where the Jets went there, Byron. 
Um, and then at 10, to get a receiver, you know, a little small, but I, I get it. I understand why the Jets did that, because that's a position of need for them. And then at the bottom of the first round, Jermaine Johnson at FSU is somebody I never would have thought they would have picked. But they like edge rushers, and he was productive at Florida State. We will see. So I hope that answers your question about the draft. And if you have a favorite team in the draft, you know, the Packers went with Wyatt. They didn't go receiver. I had no idea who the dude was the Patriots took. The guy from Chattanooga? I mean, do we question Bill Belichick? But that's a curious pick for them. We'll see how it works out. That is our first hour. Coming up, you'll hear from Kentucky's baseball coach, Nick Minjone. Had a chance to talk to him this morning. We'll have plenty of time for your questions, calls, and comments as well as you listen to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Come back and join us for Hour 2. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. There are certain memories you have of great nights with great friends. Memories that'll last a lifetime. And if you're like a lot of folks, many of those memories happened at 1728 West University Avenue in Gainesville. It's been many names over the years. The College Inn, the Purple Porpoise, Gator City, and six years ago, a new establishment was built at that address. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night, they have different specials, but you don't have to wait till the nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com. Follow them on social media to see the latest specials. It's time to make new memories at 1728 West University Avenue. See you at The Social at Midtown. Spring has sprung, and with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. 
with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Friday. Jason is going to produce the broadcast today. Hope you had a chance to hear the first hour. Chris Kirschner from The Athletic covers the Atlanta Hawks. Join us to talk about the Hawks and the NBA. Beth Torina. The uh, LSU softball coach also with us live as uh, her team gets set to face the Gators, Florida's final SEC series of the regular season. Um, All right. We will open the phone lines for you. Gator baseball, Gator softball, NFL draft, whatever. Uh, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Um, I don't know if uh, this is going to happen or not, but if you look at the standings in the SEC in baseball, okay, you're going to hear Kentucky's baseball coach, Nick Mangione, had a chance to talk to him today. It is stunning to me that there are Eight teams in the SEC. Eight. More than half of the teams in the league in baseball have losing league records. I don't think I I ever remember that. Vanderbilt is now 9-10 and in the league. South Carolina because it won, jumps ahead of Florida and Kentucky in the SEC standings because they beat Alabama last night. But Vandy 9-10, South Carolina 7-12, Alabama 9-10, Mississippi State 8-10, Florida, Kentucky, and Ole Miss are 6-12, and and Missouri is 5-13. That is just incredible. South Carolina won last night 6-5. A&M beat Vandy. A&M, to A&M and Auburn are the definite two surprise teams in the league this year on the positive side. Let's bring in Mark. Mark, hello. Hey, Steve. How are you doing? Doing well. Good. I was driving from uh, Indy to Dayton yesterday. Our son's graduating, so getting some of this stuff. And that's when... Uh, you, uh, you know, discussed the Tony Amato situation. So I, I wanted to ask you a question. And actually, I wanted you to put your journalism hat and then kind of like wonder where the UF administration, because obviously, uh, you know, like the, the reporter had to find out some things and then pull the strings and go on, which, which is not an easy task. I, when I was in school, a lot of my friends were journalism students, so I could, in both print and TV. And that's not an easy task to do. So I, I don't know if, and I, I, I haven't had a chance to follow up, but how is it that, you know, like she went through and kind of broke in and started, you know, like getting the pieces together? 
Um, well, first of all, uh, students talk to students. Right. And so she was able to have some people contact her and give her information that at least started the ball rolling. And then when you hear this, you, you vet information, and then you get that information, and then depending on what that information is, how credible it is, you follow up with phone calls, you follow up with a bunch of different things, which is what you know Peyton did in this case, and uh, did a really yep. good job on the story. Yep. So, he, Steve, here's, here's the follow-up to that, is that with as many administration uh, individuals and at the university, don't you think that maybe there was something that maybe it either got overlooked or they don't have anybody kind of following up on things like that? That's a very open-ended question because it, sure. it, it assumes, I think, Mark, that, that nobody was doing that. I think in the case of Cam Neubauer, I think in the case of Amato, uh, there were people within the athletic administration who were notified of things that were not going well. And I think the, the, uh, the assumption can be made that, you know, when they found out, did they act quickly enough? Because, look, they have to do investigating, too. And I think that's yes. what people forget. If, 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 I, if, you have a chi- if you have a daughter playing for women's basketball, let's say, right, and I then call you and say, look, Mark, um, I'm, I'm hearing some things, you know, that, that aren't so good. Well, okay, but now is that just me? Is that sour grapes? Am I not playing? You know, do I have an ax to grind? So that, those things do take time. You have to investigate right. both ends. And that's why right. when Peyton did her story, she didn't do the story in one day. It takes time to vet. It takes time to get facts. Right. That, that, was, that was my whole you know, question. Is that, you know, like, in terms of the, the timeline of you know, like, how much diligence or how much time was being put either by, you know, like, obviously, the, the reporting, but you know, like also by the university. Okay, thanks, Steve. Thanks okay, for, Mark, you thank know. you. And, and what I think the issue is there is, okay, when did Florida get the first report of problems? And then, based on that, what was the first time they started investigating? Obviously, there were enough here to have what happened happen. It's, it's not a good look, certainly. Not a good look. Scott Strickland is going to be here live in the studio next week. 392-8255, email <coughs> srussell at wruf.com. By the way, Florida had 65 athletes on the SEC winter academic honor roll. Men's swimming and diving, 21 on the list. The women's team had 24 earning spots on the SEC Academic Honor Roll. Pretty good. Um, four for men's basketball, 
three from women's basketball also on that team. So congratulations to all of those athletes, not only for being great athletically, but great academically as well. Barry emails and says, Steve, if the Gators don't win two of three this weekend, if they win one, that puts them at 7-14 and 14 in the league. Assess their chances of making a regional. Well, do the math. Okay? They would have nine league games left with a 7-14 and 14 league record. You, you want to make you, – you, with their RPI, and their RPI is not going to be as good – because they don't play teams that are as good here down the stretch. 13 wins probably gets you there. Probably. I'd be a lot happier with 14 in the league. Do the math. And you'd have to do that with two of the last three series in the league, Barry, being on the road. At Mississippi State, at Missouri. So... It's certainly in front of Florida, but not easy. Um, Greg says, "Call you." I mentioned you putting your journalism hat on. I've never watched or heard you any other way. Occasionally put on your Jets hat. My question is, do the students on the Gator football roster take the summer off and go home? Are they encouraged to stay around during the dog days of summer too? It just varies, Greg. It varies. You know, some take classes, some don't. It, it just it just really varies uh, as to that. Now, maybe Billy Napier has a different policy than, you know, others have had, but, but generally speaking, that's pretty wide open. And uh, Jimmy, uh, let's see here. He says, uh, about Gator Baseball again, Steve, if you could change anything with this team, uh, what would it be and why to help them win more games? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, look, do you want Hunter Barco healthy? Yeah. Do you want them to hit better in the league? Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting tonight. Florida's had a week. No midweek game. It'll be interesting to see if they tweak anything tonight. Do they tweak the lineup? Do they make any changes? We'll see. I'll get Matthew real quick. Matthew, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, you kind of beat me to the punch there mentioning the lack of draft calls. That, that's kind of surprising. Um, you you had started to say you were happy. So you are happy with what the Jets did, I, yes. I presume? Yes. Really? Very happy. Yeah, I, I, t- I totally missed what they what they did in the draft there. They had three first-round picks. Um, they uh, got Gardner, the corner from Cincinnati. Uh, and I think in the AFC, I mean, look, the way quarterbacks play now, if you're going to go after Buffalo, uh, what do you got to do? You got to shut down Josh Allen. You got to shut down their receivers. So, you know, that's a, that's a lockdown corner. A scout I talked to talked about his hands. He's a little, uh, as he put it, handsy. That he may he can't get away with that, you know, in the NFL as you could maybe in college. Like to work on that with him. They went after a receiver, which you certainly need to help, you know, the quarterback situation out. And then they got the kid from Florida State as an edge rusher at the end of the first round. So I think they were good picks. Now we'll see how they pan out, but on paper, it fits needs. 
Now, why why do you say you didn't think they would go after the edge from Florida, the edge rushers from Florida State? Um, in some draft boards, he was not a first rounder, um, and I think the Jets, you know, I don't I don't know their personnel defensively great, but I don't know that that was a huge position of need. You know, maybe along the offensive line as where I I might have gone. But here's the thing: you got to balance that out. I may have a need, right? But if I don't see a player there that is going to fit into my system that I don't think rates a first-round guy, I'm not going to reach just because he's an offensive lineman. So I think that's one of the reasons why they got the FSU kid. Yeah. Well, I, here's what I call Steve. I, I know, um, you know, college coaches, especially in football, they famously always say humility is a week away. Well, for fans, and I'm talking mainly about narratives. Um, look, it was a few, just a few years ago, where just listening to your station, I can't tell you how many callers, and even Cardozo and Zach in the afternoon, they they would go on and on about how Kirby could just couldn't develop his guys, couldn't get over the hump. Well, Kirby Smart is now a national championship or a national champion, and he just put five guys in the first round. So. Those narratives, I've always warned people against about making, especially long-term projections in college football, they change so quickly. Um, and, and most of the time, you forget that you've even got egg on your face. But, um, I mean, I watched, I watched Georgia make history last night in the draft. So somebody had to develop those guys. Oh, Jeff sure. Herbie should, should get some of that credit. He, he deserves so. all the credit. But I would also say, Matthew, that the narrative was true – before that, well, you mean winning an SEC and going to a playoff game and coming within one one play? No, 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 no. no. What I'm saying is, when Kirby Smart got there, okay, right, we all know where Georgia was or wasn't. Okay, it took him a little while to get you know where he got to, and he deserves all the credit in the world for that. But getting you a playoff was a big step, no doubt about it. Winning an SEC is a big step. And, of course, the bigger step, he just did. So he's recently yeah. done that, and that's just been a recent phenomenon. So good for him. Yeah, and I would remind people, when he did win the SEC and go and play for a national championship, that was his second year as a head coach. Um, you know, Spurrier didn't do that. Saban didn't do that. Dabo didn't do that. I mean, the guy won it all in his sixth year. And I know it's it's at Georgia, but that's – most coaches don't sniff a national title in year six, so I, I would I would just encourage people to lay that that old narrative to rest. He's not he's not quite as dumb as you, as you may have made him out to be. Let's All right. just say that. All right, Matthew. Thank Enjoy you for your shows. yep. Thank you for your call. One seventeen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you have a home to sell, you're probably curious about how much money your home would sell for in this seller's market. Well, the fact is, home values are at historic highs. The challenge is... You're also probably concerned with the things you can't control, like low inventory, rising interest rates, and, well, just turn on the news. You get the picture. I strongly recommend you call the agent I trust to help answer all of your home selling questions. That's Scott Caldwell with your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. 
He's got programs and solutions to help you in any situation. Written guarantees, thousands of buyers, creating higher demand and multiple offers. Need to sell your home and stay in your home until you find your next one? Scott can help you sell stress-free and put you back in control of your situation. So your next step, call Scott Caldwell, 352-209-0000. That's 352-209-0000 or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell. I've been telling you for a long time now about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Well, this month, a brand-new milkshake, and you know how good their milkshakes are. It's the Unicorn Shake, an explosion of magical flavors. If you're in a hurry, you can also order ahead at DickMondell's.com for a quick pickup. And Dick Mondell's is hiring new team members looking for competitive pay and flexible hours. Contact jobs at DickMondell's.com. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Great burgers, great salads, and great shakes, too. In 2022, everything we value is under assault. Everything we value is under assault. Our elections, culture, what it means to be an American. If you love this country, then you need to rock the red. Rock the red with special guest Eric Trump. Saturday, June 11th at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion. A date proud Americans get fired up for the battle ahead. See Eric Trump, Roger Stone, Patrick Byrne, Joe Flynn, and more. Tickets are on sale now, but won't last long. An event patriots like you must see. Go to rocktheredflorida.com. Rocktheredflorida.com. I can walk again, I can cross my legs again, I can wear heels again. After years of living with chronic joint pain, Andrea Southard is now living a normal life pain-free thanks to natural biologic treatments at QC Kinetics. We tried everything and my husband had heard the commercial for QC Kinetics on the radio and he told me to call him and check it out. That phone call changed Andrea's life. QC Kinetics used powerful natural biologics to treat her aching joints. It's high-tech precision medicine that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue with no surgery and no drugs, providing lasting relief. I felt like I was in my 20s again. I could tie my own shoes. Really the little things that you don't think about. Pain in your hips, knees, back, shoulders? Get rid of the pain now. Call QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now that my Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi reaches all over my home, I can finally stream my history shows in my room. And play my games in the den. And of course, blast my jams all over. Mom! Sorry! Those flutists can get pretty rowdy. Stream throughout your home with Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed in certain cases. Panoramic Wi-Fi pods sold separately may be required for extended coverage. Restrictions apply. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation. 
1971, we established the Meldon Law Firm, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice our clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Yo, Matthew called in earlier. He's a Georgia fan. I mean, that's pretty obvious. And I welcome fans of every school to come on here. But, I mean, I, I, I would take a little bit of umbrage with the so-called narrative about Kirby Smart. There, in my opinion, there was a segment of the Georgia fan base before Kirby Smart got to the playoff that did question you know, is he going to take us further than this? And obviously he did that, and again, I will say, deserves all the credit in the world for that. They were the best team. Stevens says that they announced when Texas and Oklahoma will officially join the SEC. No. No. Uh, I would imagine, well, I think actually they have. I think 2024 is the but but there was some speculation it could be I think it's 2024 but there was speculation it could be sooner uh bill says uh, I'm a Jags fan I have mixed reaction to what they did uh, I'm with you I thought they would go offensive line or receiver let's just hope it works out yeah I'm I'm with you Henry says Looking at a bunch of ratings of best players left, very few Gators. Tells us a lot about recruiting under Mullen. Not very good. Yeah. I mean, Damian Pierce is going to get drafted. Zach Carter is going to get drafted, I believe. After that, no sure thing. Elam, of course, was drafted last night by Buffalo. But I don't think... I don't think uh, maybe DeLance, you know, maybe maybe an outlier, but I don't think the Gators will have more than four players drafted. And Georgia had that many in the first round. So, yes, that's the hill that, you know, Billy Napier is going to have to climb. And look, do you really think, and I'm not saying that Napier can't go out there and compete in recruiting with Georgia, Alabama, or anybody else, but it does remain to be seen. It is going to be an uphill battle. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. I mean, would you? I, I, I certainly wouldn't. Uh, look, I just I lost an email here. Uh, John, uh, he says, Steve, nobody's talked much about softball, really, do you think this is a down year for Tim Walton? Down year. They're 11-10, and 10, I think, in the league. 
and they're not in first place. And see, that's what the expectation is from some of the fan base, which, in my opinion, is unrealistic. I'm not saying you shouldn't hope your team is going to be good. But nobody's good every year. The other schools recruit. The other schools compete. I'll give you another example. Florida women's basketball, right? Kelly Ray Finley did a great job, and she just signed three transfers come into the program, which should a 6'6 kid, right? But you think the other schools aren't recruiting? It's going to be a challenge for them to get back to the tournament. It's going to be a challenge for them to keep doing well in the SEC because everybody else is out there doing their thing as well. That's just, that's just how this is. Next week, by the way, <coughs> the first of the Triple Crown races, the Kentucky Derby will be run. And a guy I've had on here forever, Dick Girardi, will be with us to um, preview that. And no Bob Baffert this year. Yeah, he's serving that suspension after the Derby winner uh, Medina Spirit was disqualified because of a therapeutic medication, illegal to use in training but not on race day. So no Bob Baffert for this. That'll be interesting. Coming up, a, a talk with Kentucky baseball coach Nick Vinjone as his team gets set to play the Gators this weekend. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and fine jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you? Diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins. Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price. IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world so IDC can always find a market for your jewelry. We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there and we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We have people all over the world that we sell to. So some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center, online at shopidc.com. When it comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro Zero Turn Mowers cut big yards down to size in less time. So you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features like My Ride Suspension that take the ache out of acreage. Massive rear-drive tires for ultimate traction and ultra-durable iron-forged cutting decks you can rely on for years to come. Bowl through anything that dares get in your way. Toro count on it visit toro.com slash zero turn to find yours if you have a home to sell you're probably curious about how much money your home would sell for in this seller's market fact is home values are at historic highs the challenge is you're also probably concerned with the things you can't control low inventory rising interest rates and well 
Just turn on the news. You get the picture. Hey, it's Steve Russell. That's why I strongly recommend you call the agent I trust to help you answer your home selling questions. Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty. Scott has programs and solutions to help you in any situation. Written guarantees and thousands of buyers creating higher demand and multiple offers. Need to sell your home and stay in your home until you find your next home? Yes, Scott can help you sell stress-free and put you back in control. Your next step is to call Scott Caldwell at 352-209-0000. That's 352-209-0000 or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Staying gorgeous into the evening with partly cloudy skies. Temperatures mild. They'll fall into the mid-70s after sunset. Overnight lows in the mid to lower 60s. Tomorrow, a mixture of sun and clouds. Warmer and more humid. Highs in the mid-80s. A few evening thunderstorms are possible. And we have a warm-up Sunday into the start of next week. Highs in the upper 80s with afternoon showers. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. T.O. with us. We came in the league at the same time, and why even continue to keep getting tackled, slammed to the ground? At 48 years old, no, you're not old, you young. Damn, T.O., come on, man. You got to wake up feeling a certain way after a game. It doesn't matter how old you are, but I mean, I'm just different. There are some people out there that kind of defy the odds, and I'm one of those guys. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 850 AM WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Gator baseball this weekend will have Kentucky coming to town. The Wildcats take on the Gators in a three-game series starting tonight. With us to talk about his team is Kentucky's head coach, Nick Mingione. Coach, thank you for doing this. Uh, I always ask this of the visiting team. A Gator fan walks in the ballpark and sees your team. What's gone right? What kind of a season has it been? What will Gator fans see when they see your ball club? Well, it's been a resilient group. Um, a group that has uh, dealt with injuries and other things and just continue to fight and compete and play hard. So um, a team that plays with energy and loves being around each other and at the same time competes really hard. Uh, What's gone well for you this year? I know the injury bug has really hit you. What's gone well for you this year? I've been super impressed with our pitching staff. I mean, you know, this weekend we won't have our Friday, Saturday, or Sunday guy. And um, guys, and they just continue to just pound the strike zone, go at guys, and just find a way to keep us in baseball games. You got a lefty going in Hazelwood. Tell us about him. Well, yeah, Tommy John last year in the second week of SEC play. He ended up having Tommy John, and here we are a little over a year later, and he's starting on Friday nights for us. Pretty remarkable. Um, a guy that's been in our program for a while, um, that has some experience underneath his belt, and uh, a guy that um, has thrown a lot of meaningful innings in his career. Uh, when you look at this Gator team, Nick, what do you see? I see power offensively. Obviously, you got 
you know, you got the three guys with 12, 13, and 16 home runs, and you got six guys with five or more homers, so they can obviously beat you with that. And obviously, you know, they're out right now with Barco dealing with that, but they still have some really good arms that know how to pitch and can make it hard on the hitters. It's been amazing in this league. You've got Mississippi State, a team that won the national championship. They're below 500 in the league. Ole Miss, you know, was at one point the number one team in the country. They're struggling. As you look at this SEC, Nick, what do you see overall in the league? Well, right now, as you know, there's 14 teams in the league, and eight of them have losing records in conference play. Right. Again, there's 14 teams. This is my 16th year in the SEC. I've never, I never remember seeing this. But we have eight of them that have losing SEC records, and Obviously, Tennessee, what do I see? Tennessee's the head of class, and I don't even think it's close. I mean, what they've been able to do has just been truly remarkable. But um, I see teams, eight of them, with losing records. And I think Florida, much like us and a lot of other teams, you just look up and you go, man, a a pitch here, a play here, and I bat here, and the records look totally different. But um, they're not. And uh, we got um, a really competitive you know, conference again, and unfortunately, you know, it may not look that way, but I think it also shows to the parity and the balance. Uh, I'm going to ask something I've never asked you in the times I've interviewed you. Um, how'd you start into coaching? How'd you get into this? <laughs> well, I moved down to Florida uh, when I was 11 years old, and um, I moved down from New York and moved down to Cape Coral, and I remember being playing Little League Baseball and uh, my coach asking me to speak up more on defense, and he just empowered me. And I just remember thinking, wow, that was a really cool feeling, trying to lead the guys. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm 12 years old playing Little League Baseball, and the guys are calling me coach. And I just loved it, and I've always known I wanted a coach. And um, so I got, got my first opportunity at Mariner High School, home of Greg Zanino, former Florida Gator. Wow. Um, and uh, we went to the same high school and coached him on JV for a year and got into college and did a year at Florida Gulf Coast before they even had a team, helped recruit the first team. And they went back to my alma mater at uh, Embry-Riddle in Daytona Beach. And then I came here to Kentucky and kind of taken me everywhere. But I've always known since I was 12 years old, you know, that I wanted to coach. And here I am now. That's pretty cool. Let me end with this. Um, I, look, I, I imagine the transfer portal is, is going to change. I imagine, you know, at different times you're going to, you know, dip into that. What are your overall thoughts about the transfer portal in terms of its impact in college baseball and what it could be? Well, I'll tell you this, you know, whether people are for it or against it or whatever their stance is, um, the thing I've always said is I've used one word and it's opportunity. And you know what? There's times where sometimes players – get buried behind a, another player and they want to play and all they need is an opportunity. And the transfer portal provides that. There's a time, there's times where, hey, look, maybe the it's just not a right fit and it does, it's not a match and they need an opportunity. And same thing with, you know, f- from the coaching side. You know, sometimes, look, you have a hole on your team and you just need to fill it. You, all a guy needs is an opportunity. So, uh, that's kind of been my stance. Uh, I, I'm a, I like how they can do it one time, you know, as opposed to just keep doing it over and over and over and over again because I think there's a lot of room for growth um, for the student athletes, for the coaches, for the you know. So 
But the word I think about is opportunity. Final thing, Nick, if you guys are to win this series this weekend, what's got to go right for you? Well, it always starts on the mound for me. Um, we got to get some good starts. And um, we know two of our starters, and we don't know the third right now. But we got to get some. We got to get a good start. We um, obviously have to defend at a, at a really high level, and um, obviously we got to keep the ball in the ballpark. Okay, going to be Florida and Kentucky starting tonight, uh, and we appreciate Kentucky's head coach Nick Mingione being with us here. Nick, thank you for doing it. Appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. Have a great weekend. Thank you. There's Nick Mingione, Kentucky's coach. Um, we'll see how they do. It's a big series for both teams and they've been you heard him say we don't have our Friday guy our Saturday guy our Sunday guy they've had to really piece together uh the pitching staff all right let's get some calls here some emails here uh to end the the show today and to end the show for the week 392-8255 email srussell at wruf.com uh, let's see here. Got a couple while we're doing the interview. Frank says, Steve, as far as uh, George is concerned with all those draft picks, do recruits notice that? Is that a big selling point? Yes, it is. Billy Donovan once told me this, Frank. He said, very rarely do I recruit somebody that doesn't think they're going to the NBA. Now, they, they may not go, but in their mind, they're going to the NBA. So what's the selling point of a kid coming to School X? Look, you come here, you get noticed, you'll be drafted. Florida has a history of that. Florida got, a, got another first-rounder with Elam, but it, th- this, this draft class will completely pale when it comes to what Alabama and Georgia are doing. That's just the reality of the situation. The Gators don't have, Frank, that kind of talent. And Georgia has recruited it. And the other selling point that they've got is, not only will we recruit you, we'll develop you so that you do become a first-round draft choice and you do make a lot of money. That's part of the recruiting deal there was a basketball player and I think he was at Miami and for those of you who uh, are skeptical of the NIL well check this out Miami has a basketball player a guard Isaiah Wong He says he will enter the transfer portal today. Today, if his NIL compensation isn't increased. That may be the first time I've heard of that happening. Where now, not only is playing time an issue in going to the transfer portal, but... Here's here's what his agent said, quote, if Isaiah and his family don't feel that the NIL number meets their expectations, they'll be entering the transfer portal while maintaining his eligibility in the NBA draft and going through 
the draft process. His agent says he'd like to stay at Miami. He had a great season. He's seen what incoming Miami Hurricane basketball, basketball players are getting in the NIL and would like his to reflect that he was a team leader of an Elite Eight team. Now, Florida state law doesn't allow schools to be involved in NIL deals. And because of that, they can't talk about it. Wow. Wow. How about this? The agent says he recently negotiated an NIL deal for Kansas State transfer Nigel Pack. Ready for this? That included $800,000 over two years plus a car. 800 G's. Yeah. That was funded by a billionaire. John Ruiz. It's coming, people. It's coming. PG, hello. Hey, man. Um, going to the Mets game tonight. So I'm about to fly up to New York pretty soon. And Philly's Mets, so that's kind of cool. But uh, yesterday we were talking about this NIL stuff. Just I read that article and I thought about you because we were talking and I was saying you've got these boosters that are now acting as GMs. And I just, I don't, I, 800000 for that kid, I, 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 what's the other money getting thrown around? I mean, that's Miami. Right. They don't really have the biggest basketball following. The other thing that's concerning there, which I don't understand, is how his agent is speaking for him. I, I was under the assumption that they couldn't have agents. Oh, no, you can. For NIL. You purposes, can. Right? You can. Okay. Well, you got that going on, and then you and it was exactly what we were saying. You've got players that are there that are seeing what the newcomers are getting, which that transfer from I believe Kansas State was the number one, according to a lot of sites, yep. uh, transfer portal guy. So <coughs> they nailed him at Miami, but they're wanting to go back in and negotiate their deals. I just I'm just blown away. And then he's like a, a cigarette racing boat kind of short down into Miami, billionaire. It's a lot like horse racing. You know, some of these people, you know, with the horses, they're not in it to make money. They're in it because that's their horse and, and they have so much money. There's not a lot of businesses that run that way. I'm trying to trying to find examples. And, and like horse racing would be one, if you want to know the truth, because they're not looking for a return on their investment. They want their team to win a lot of these with these boosters. So, uh, you, you, Steve, you've talked about, I'm going to take it off the air, what the fair market will bear when it came to coaches' contracts. I disagreed, and I agree with you at times, because I thought we were dipping into things and taking money from these TV contracts, which blew up college sports. Um, but but what does this market bear on a lot of these deals other than it's my team going to win, my horse is in the race kind of thing, and I'll take it off the air. All right, PG, thank you. Well, that's just it. I mean, this this Ruiz dude – has deals because he's got a couple of companies and he's a billionaire, so he's he, the the the, the uh, payback is a they're promoting his companies, and b he's helping out a school that he wants to win. That's the payback. One forty-five time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety-eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. 
This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Raise a glass to good times at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Every Tuesday, we raise martini glasses for our Martini Tuesday, where you can enjoy 50% off select handcrafted martinis. On Wine Wednesdays, we toast with 50% off on bottles of wine up to $75. You heard right, 50% off wine bottles on Wednesdays at Spurrier's. And of course, don't forget to celebrate the weekend with an incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch, available every Saturday and Sunday. The hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. Earth Day may have passed, but you don't need a holiday to celebrate the Earth. Check your car's trunk and remove heavy items to improve gas mileage. Stock up on reusable bags to use at the grocery store, always keeping a few in your car. And be sure that you are recycling bottles, cans, and papers. The simplest things are often the most effective. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They've been in business, family-owned and operated for over 40 years. And in all that time, they've done one thing. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the cream of the crop and late-model, low-mileage vehicles. They do their best to get the best selection and the best quality vehicles every single day. Check them out today, Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. The College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida congratulates our students who graduate this weekend. We are proud of everything you've already done and that you will accomplish in your careers. And remember, it's great to be a Florida Gator. Coming up at four, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. 
This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we will wrap up Sports Scene for the day and for the week. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve, uh, three quick questions at the end of the show. First off, did you beat that cold? Yeah, uh, almost, almost. Yeah, it's great to hear. Hey, Steve, I'm sure you've mentioned this, but uh, do you like the Jets draft? Very much, yes. Yeah, okay. I'm sure you touched on that. Hey, um, number two, Steve, uh, I think it would be naive to think that dudes haven't been getting paid over the years, but now that we're seeing guys get paid over the table, um, do you find it disgusting, NIL? No. You just the only thing constant is change or however whatever the saying goes. You just think it's the it's twenty twenty two and yes. it doesn't sick it yeah. doesn't bother you. I at mean, all. do I like it? Because I, I'll use your word, Mike. Bother. If if I had my wish, we wouldn't have this. But for me, this stems where the athletes I believe needed money because of the insane amounts of money the NCA was making that they didn't share with the athletes who were giving it to them. I, I still believe in that premise. I don't like the methodology. Yeah. I would compare it to walking through the kitchen of your favorite restaurant, something you never want to do. Do you agree with me on that? Uh, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure how you mean you that. There's a, re- there, there's a reason you normally can't see the kitchen in a restaurant. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, last thing for you, Steve. I uh, threw this at Pat the other day. I want to see if you're aware of this. I'm not a big Feinbaum fan at all. Are you? Uh, I respect what he does. Yeah, okay. I don't know what that – I just don't like the guy. I think he's a weasel and a phony. But um, he threw out something on, I think, 24-7, or you can find it or Google it. But um, apparently Bama has got four candidates whenever Saban goes on or retires, whatever. He mentioned four guys, Steve, and I wasn't surprised, but I bet you haven't heard this yet. Uh, Dabo, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, my guy, Kiffin. Um, uh, Cristobal, Mario, Super Mario down there in Miami, who yeah. fell on his nose at FIU. And Napier. And four- yeah. yeah, so you saw that? Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I kind of get it. In the sense of he's turned around a program – at a smaller school, and I think fans are very enamored with his organizational skill, how he recruits, and I think the Alabama fan base, if that's what, if you, if the name is out there, would say, look, he's doing all the right things. He's keeping up with the Joneses. He's a good recruiter. If he comes to our place with all the things we have in place here, he'll do a really good job. Hey, Steve, I'll make you laugh on the way out the door. I'm glad to hear you're feeling better. You know who fell off the A-list for the Bammers? Uh, no. Jeremy Pruitt. Hang in there, Steve. <laughs> All right, that does make me laugh. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah. All right, we got a little time left, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. I wonder how Gator fans would feel, though, if Napier were here for two or three years and then Saban and did well and then Saban left and then he went to Alabama. Maybe maybe I'll I mean look, I, I don't want to cast that on Billy Napier now because he's nowhere near that. And he hasn't done anything here yet. So all that would be would be pure speculation at this point. But 
I, I'm sure Gator fans wouldn't be thrilled if that happened, especially if he had done a uh, really good job here. But we can decide that some other day because that's exactly what is going to be decided uh, in the upcoming weeks, months, and years. Last two emails of the day. You want to get a quick call in? You can. Rick says, see, give me a percentage. Uh, What percent says the Gators make a regional? I'm assuming you mean baseball, Rick. I say 75%. I'm an optimist. Until a team is eliminated, I believe you have a chance. They don't. Look, here's my thinking in that. Florida had chances against good teams to win and didn't get the job done in some of those cases. If Florida gets a similar chance against teams that aren't as good as the Tennessees of the world, then maybe Florida does take advantage of that. That's my thinking here. I'm I'm hoping that you know they'll <coughs> understand that the season is on the line here. This was a team that was ranked in the preseason. This was a team that was ranked highly in some polls in the preseason. What does that mean now? Nothing. But We'll see what happens from here. Our last email is Scott. He has a football question. Actually, an NFL question. Uh, Steve, I know you said you're happy with your Jets. What other teams do you think did well in the draft? I thought the Eagles did very well in the draft. I'll give, by the way, the GM there is a Gator grad. He has given Jalen Hurts weapons. And I like that. They're going for They're trying to win now. And they had those plethora of picks. And I think what they did was really, really good. So I, that's the other team, Paul, that I think did great. When, when they got A.J. Brown, that gave Hurts an immediate Really good receiver. They inked him, I think, to a four-year deal, five-year deal, somewhere in there. He's 20-something. He's 23 or 24 years old. It isn't like this guy's 32. He's 20-something years old. He was still on his rookie deal with the Titans. And he had over 1,000 yards receiving in his first two years. And remember, the Eagles already had Devontae Smith. I like that. I think what the Eagles did there is really good. Now, they got Jordan Davis to help their defense. They had draft capital with a bunch of picks. So they sent four picks to the Texans for Davis. He's a good player. He will help them. I think he's going to be an immediate help to the Eagles. So I I like what they did in the draft. I really like it a lot. 
Now, to let you know some of the things we have left today and what we'll be covering for the weekend, don't forget, Gator baseball tonight, 625. Tomorrow, Gators softball at 1145. They'll play LSU. Then Gator baseball tomorrow at 555. Sunday, Gator baseball at 1155. And then we'll have Sunday night baseball. My Mets will be on. The Mets and the Phillies. And then we're back to the Rays Monday. They're going to be on the coast. They're going to be taking on Oakland. Oakland may have like 263 fans there. Have you seen some of their attendance at their games? It's been pathetic. It's awful. That is our show for today and for the week. Our thanks to Kentucky baseball coach Nick Benjone, Beth Torina, the LSU softball coach, Chris Kirshner, who covers the Atlanta Hawks of the NBA for The Athletic. Thanks to Jason Bennett for producing. We thank you for listening. And, of course, Monday we'll talk all about the NFL draft, see how many Gators are drafted, look back at softball, look back at baseball on an active Monday. But until then, enjoy your weekend. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Gator grads, congratulations on your graduations, especially ones from our college. See you later. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and and I just I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well I think the biggest thing is that that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically you know you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate, and remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. The NFL Draft is here. Dive in with local coverage, team-specific podcasts, and more on Odyssey. Hear previews, instant reactions, and analysis from your local sports station. No matter where you are, want to go go deeper? Discover daily podcasts from every team from the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, get predictions for every first-round pick with the ultimate mock draft 2022. The draft coverage you need is on Odyssey. 
or your dream home, go with a lender you can count on for competitive rates. Over 300 loan products and thousands of loan consultants to help make sure you get the home and the mortgage that you want. Call now to see if you're pre-approved. 866-888-LOAN. 866-888-LOAN. Or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. What is the ideal entertainment situation? The thrills of cinema mixed with all the comforts of home. Perfection that you can now own. Love Sack Sectionals with Stealth Tech. We're talking about the drama of Dolby Digital Surround Sound by Harman Kardon and the convenience of wireless charging, all seamlessly embedded inside the endlessly adaptable and infinitely cozy couches. Love Sack. SAC.com. Sectionals, the world's most adaptable couch, now with Lovesack Stealth Tech. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though. What's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy. He's less stressed. And he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house. He's getting some exercise. And he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in Florida high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by the FHSAA and the Florida Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. This is Matt Crowder, live at the gas station on 41st Street, reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss, are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute, are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, well, there you have it. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free Upside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder Radio News Network. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SEAT for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SEAT for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code SEAT. 